0: everyone to Stewards of a Broken Sun. I'm Arp, your friendly guide here on the podcast. This is season three of our Stories of a Broken Sun show. My pronouns are he or they, and you can find me on Twitter at YCaliber. Follow the show at Broken Sun RPG or visit our website brokensunrpg.com. This season we are playing Songs for the Dusk. This is a game by Kavita poduri and Quinn Florido Vega. It is currently in beta. It's a fantastic Forge in the Dark game. I would always suggest that you go and pick it up. There's a link in the description, as always. Today, we have a bit of a special mini session that we're going to do, and I am joined by two excellent individuals. First up, I would like to introduce our show regular, Mike.
1: Hello, everyone. It's still me, Mike Blood. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blood if you're so inclined. And if you're curious and want another actual play to listen to that has several hours packed into it, I would urge you to go listen to City Without End on Twitter at City Without End. And the show is available on its Podbean at citywithoutend.podbean.com. Thank you. Of course, I'm playing Reaching, as always.
0: Reaching, of course. Uh, and we are also joined today by our special guest, Eclipse.
2: Hi, I'm Eclipse, or Darling Demon Eclipse. I'm a VTuber and uh, actual play producer. Um, I guess the main two things are for me are twitch.tv slash DarlingDemonEclipse, and then also twitter.com slash DDemonEclipse. And I guess also I run an AP called It's Up To You Really, uh, that's got some neat post-apocalyptic stuff going on. And uh, that's at I-U-T-Y-R underscore AP on Twitter.
0: You're using, uh, what is it, Zombie Survival 2nd Edition?
2: Yes. Uh, We've also done a bunch of neat little one-shots of a bunch of other stuff, including uh, Legendary Vermin's Aethernet. I think we did one that was like partially Vincent Baker's Firebrand's. But yeah, we we have fun.
0: Fantastic. Yes, please check those out. It's a good time. Every time I've been able to catch it, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, of course, City Without End, Mike's podcast. You really want to check that out as well. Fantastic cast of interesting characters doing some cool stuff in a city that doesn't have an end. Mm. Mm. Before we launch into play, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Caetsea, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasin First Nation. As you have probably heard, now that uh, the Canadian government is finally living up to their agreement to investigate the grounds of residential schools. We are turning up uh, a lot of unpleasant surprises that I'm not going to get into here without content warnings, but uh, it's bad uh, as expected. So now more than ever, please remember to support indigenous people uh, in Canada, but elsewhere in the world as well. You can always explore the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter and other social media to donate directly. And I would urge you to look into land back movements in your area and to see how you can participate in that. It is of course, our last best hope for reversing and repairing the damage done by colonialism-driven climate change.
2: Um, Can I also add that, with my inclusion, this is being recorded on Setauket Land?
0: Thank you, Eclipse. And I will say, if you want to learn about the land that you are on, you can go to native-land.ca. It will tell you about whose land you are living and working on, uh, for a lot of different parts of the world, actually, not just Canada. So today, we are going to be looking into what Reaching has been up to. Now, Reaching, you recently took a quirk, as I recall.
1: Indeed, unfortunately.
0: And the quirk you took there was haunted. Would you like to remind us about what that means and how that happened?
1: Yes, so Reaching acquired the quirk. I I forget the precise circumstances under which I um, acquired the quirk, but suffice it to say, it's to do with the the moment that um we saw it looked like real people are trapped in a video game Mm -hmm. and we saw the the actual pain that they're undergoing because they they seem to be trapped in the roots of being npcs in a role-playing game but they are real people and so the that that realization stuck with reaching through the night and has consumed the majority of his off hours as he is performing his own in- investigation into the strange extraplanar game with the assistance of a few of the Myriad's other members.
0: Yeah, and most recently, um, well, the person who first brought this to your attention was, uh, was the Logistark way back uh, when she noticed that uh, commercial that was leaked in when uh, the Myriad was attempting to do some crowd control Uh, at a bit of a confrontation between different factions uh, in Medleystead about doing more or doing less in terms of Rift research. And in general, most people seemed to be of the opinion by the end of it that having a riot maybe wasn't the best way to go about this, and they should maybe use the tools that they have in place for this exact situation once cooler heads were able to prevail a little bit. but later that day, that was when you had that vision. Uh, somehow you were, all of you in the, myri- in the myriad, were given this vision of this game, of the people who seem to be trapped playing roles in this game. And that has set off, as we said, this obsession that Reaching has. And the Logist Ark has been working with you uh, through some of her avatars to help learn more about, investigate this game, which appears to be coming in from uh, the Republic of amphopheta the group that is currently attempting to establish trade ties with Medlystead here through their group, Cable. Uh, you also recently, as you may recall, went to the Republic of amphopheta through the rift in Kepi Boral's old borough, and you were able to there install a copy of the Logistarch's core uh, onto the network and uh, she said she would need time to infiltrate more, but she sent a dump back. And that was how we learned that, yes, indeed, this game is related to Republic of Anthopheta. It is coming from there. So with that in mind, do you think Reaching would have gone with some version of the Arc and an avatar of her back into the Republic? Or is this something that Reaching would want to continue to investigate from Medleystead? How far would he be driven?
1: I think that um, all the Logistark would have to say to get him on board is that they would need a small team that could go unnoticed, and that really the, the best way to get a copy of this game would be to go back.
0: Okay. So, um, where do we find you when the Logistark catches up with you?
1: The, this is before we've gone over. Yeah. I think reaching is he's got his inside of his fish tank in the uh, workshop. We have a a starfish conspiracy corkboard and instead of um red thread it's like bits of plastic that are that is a uh, decomposable plastic that he's got connecting little push pins in the corkboard about his own investigations. And we see the start come into the workshop while reaching is up late underneath a a little marine lamp inside his fish tank.
0: Okay. Uh, the Logistark is in a body that's not quite like any of the ones you've seen her in before. She is in this... Hmm. How should I best describe this? So, you know, I've got two touchstones in my mind for this frame that she is, uh, that she is currently wearing, or that this part of her is currently wearing. One of them is the B-1 battle droid from the Star Wars prequels. Are you familiar with the design of this one? Intimately. Okay. How about uh, Eclipse? Is this a touchstone that... Makes sense to you? Yes. Okay. So it's like that skeletal, there's a a core, but the rest of the, like the limbs and the legs and the neck and everything are very spindly, and they're designed to be packed up into a very small space. Like they can be basically broken down to the size of a a backpack, uh, a hiking backpack. Now the other one is in uh, Beast Wars, there is a character who shows up at one point called Transmutate. Um, transmutate is a quote unquote defective protoform, uh, in that, uh, they are not designed to properly transform and they likewise have this spindly kind of skeletal look to them. Uh, if you Google up transmutate, uh, in the Google images, you should see a couple of pictures of of this character. Oh my goodness. It's like a horrible bionicle. A horrible bionicle. You know what? Uh, bionicles are probably... (laughs) Probably a, a more widely known touchstone than the one-episode character transmutate from Beast Wars, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. As seeing as I, I'm too old for bionicles, I'm an old man. Um, but uh, yes, it, it does have a similar idea of this bionicle. Um, these mask over it, let's say, sort of as we've seen the uh, legisteric wear before, a very simplified humanoid face. So imagine the sort of B1 battle droid body plan um, with a slightly smaller core and, uh, but instead of the, uh, the B1 battle droid head, you have a head more like the transmutator, a bionicle type head. It's a very simplified humanoid face. Yeah. And that's what we've got here. Uh, when she comes in to the workshop to see you in your tank and she says, ah, uh, reaching, are you pulling a late night tonight?
1: I trouble sleeping to be perfectly honest.
0: Do you normally sleep?
1: It's more of a meditative rest period, but it passes.
0: Mm. I'm sorry to hear that you're having trouble with that state or entering it. I understand that uh, sleep or at least uh, periods of rest are important to organic life forms. If you're not getting that, it could be affecting your, your mental, and emotional well-being. She looks at your board and uh, walks over towards it. And she reaches up to start adjusting some of the connections. Uh, and after she touches one of the pins, she pauses and seems to remember uh, like manners.exe. Turns towards you. Uh, May I?
1: Well, get into it if you can make this easier on me.
0: would help. I have been doing some investigation of my own into this game phenomenon. I've found it quite disturbing, as I've spoken with you before about. And I. You know my history as a digital life form, and the idea that people might be forced into this type of uh, role, I suppose, is. Well, it's abhorrent to me. I know I have. Not always been a champion of personal liberties. I still believe that the route that I took to keep three different species alive over 300 years was the one that I had to take, but this is beyond the beyond, in my opinion. And she's saying this as she's adjusting some of the pins and moving the, the strings into slightly different configurations. I think your findings are very similar to many of mine. And she looks at them and says again, uh, yes, this. This makes sense. And she seems to pause for a moment, making an adjustment to her own web inside her own mind. Hmm. Yes, this connection, I see. Reaching, what would you say to a little extra-dimensional investigation?
1: Observations
0: or physical? I'm thinking of something a little bit more direct this time. I, for one, well, we, we need to return to the Republic of Anthophita's lands in order to, hmm, see how the other me has gotten long. And I think that we will have a much easier time of learning more about how this game works and how it has trapped these people if we are able to go to the source rather than the fork of it, which has infiltrated our city.
1: As in the actual developer? Yes. I can get my kit ready in two minutes.
0: Oh, wonderful. She says, I'll meet you at the rift. And uh, as she says that the body that she's in folds down into a little backpack and uh, you hear her voice over your comms. I have a body stash there already.
1: I was going to ask if I had to carry it. All right. All
0: right. Um, So what load do you think you want to bring on this mission?
1: I think this is a normal load.
0: Okay. And let's see here. The mission. Uh, When you're planning a mission, you need to pick a type of mission, a plan for your mission. You've got battle, deception, stealth, technical, social, and transport. So stealth or technical are probably the ones that we're looking at here, in my opinion, but you might have another idea.
1: I think it might be technical if we're more or less hand-waving the infiltration part. Okay. Yeah, the the method of technological interface.
0: Okay. So the detail is the technology or technique. Uh, I think what you will need for this is someone who is still wired for the sun's sim or someone who can give you access to that technology
1: hmm. who would who would have that cd maybe
0: uh cd would probably be have i actually i don't know if cd would um because i don't want to speak for Kikers, but i know that um cd found that you know the the things that the sun was doing were bad and uh cd has been working very hard to distance themselves from that and and repair those things
1: fair enough time to talk to space pirates
0: uh yeah you could probably let's see there's mp um mp's still in his robot body so that might still have the hookup or technology you need and he's a mechanic who else might we have i guess you could talk to you could talk to one of the pirates and see if they have any black market sim technology available uh, who else have we got here
1: i don't think that reaching is far enough along to go straight to the pirates so i think mp seems like a more more or less straight and narrow option
0: okay i'm just checking to see if there's anyone else that might be useful there M- maybe chains the oh, archivist i do like chains yeah, i would say uh yeah chains or mp are probably your best choices there
1: i think reachings reaching would probably go to mp first
0: okay Uh, So when I think it's it's still I think it's like the middle of the night cycle right now uh, when when this is happening, because people most people are sleeping, right, who aren't up and about, Uh, you know, so as you're making your way across the city, you know, maybe catching a big caterpillar or sorry, a big centipede uh, across town uh, to where MP is staying. You can see, you know, there's a couple of people uh, flying through the sky, buzzing along. They're starting to get the hang of this integrating insectoid with mammalian DNA stuff that's going on. Some of them have, uh, you know, firefly stuff going too. So you can see some of the people have glowing butts as they fly through the sky. Um, there are people up and about at night, but not too many. It's as
1: good and normal.
0: It's good and normal. Um, yeah, MP's Place is, you know, one of these, uh, one of these mushroom buildings. MP's in a, a building that is like a, a cooperative style building, like a lot of them. But uh, people can have or can live in individual dwellings or group dwellings depending on their needs and preferences Uh, mp's in a a large group dwelling with uh, other people from similar backgrounds to him and uh, a number of them are also people who are more comfortable at this point in in mechanical bodies than in organic bodies and yeah mp comes to the door and you see his familiar floating red shape with that uh, grayscale e-ink style uh, emoji display on the front, and uh, he, he opens the door for you. Ah, uh, uh, reaching. How can I help you tonight?
1: Suffice it to say, we're the Logistark and I are working on getting to the bottom of Anfarfata doing some sort of digital espionage, and we think we might need someone who can interface with a simulated video game experience. And I thought of you, a
0: sim. Hmm. Particularly
1: well, I, because there are people. It it appears fully sentient people trapped in the simulation.
0: I think MP pauses for a moment at that and you see a series of looks, a series of emoji go over his face. And he says, okay, well, I had deactivated uh, my sim link up, but hang on, hang on a moment. I I have something you can use. Uh, He goes back into uh, his his apartment there and a few minutes later comes back out and he has uh, sort of a rig that looks like it's been very swiftly modified and he says you can attach this to your suit i think it should interface directly with you and allow you to access a simulated reality Uh, I, i can't guarantee that your corporeal form will be completely safe i don't know how strong the buffers would need to be But if you need to disable all the safeguards for whatever reason, uh, you can do so using this code. But please don't do that unless it's absolutely necessary. The buffers are there to protect your meat brain.
1: I'm mostly my own brain, so I'm hoping... uh, The suit has a lot of fail-safes programmed into it, but appreciate it.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you need help installing this? It shouldn't take too
1: long, and uh, Reaching just grabs it and stuffs it into the uh pretty much like rudely stuffs it into the back of the suits um cerebral interface okay uh
0: yeah so it uh it hooks up and you can see like a new icon on your on your hud that uh, shows you know it, it's a little picture of a sun uh but the sun has one of those cancel signs around it like the red thing with the line through it and uh he says okay so this should allow you to interface with a fully simulated reality again Please be careful. Don't disable the safeguards unless absolutely necessary. Do you need me to come with you? I think it might be
1: for the better if someone who knew what was going on stayed on this side of the rift. Okay. Uh, do you need me to bring any messages to anyone or? Um, tell the Myriad. I, I'm sure the largest arc will take care of a lot of hanging possibilities, but just drop by the Myriad and let them know where I've gone. Okay. I feel bad about Ollie
0: Yeah, I, well, I'll... I'll I'll do my best to uh, explain the situation. I'm sure they'll understand.
1: Thank you, MP. Hey, all you want. Hey,
0: anytime. Uh, MP nods. All right. Um, let's do our engagement roll. All right. All right. So normal loadout, engagement roll, uh, particularly bold or daring plan. I think it probably is. Uh, you and the Stark are going to uh, hack into an enemy simulation on their side of the rift. So I'd say that's plus 1D.
1: It feels like a bad
0: idea when you say it like that. <laughs> When you when you form it in that frame. <laughs> uh, is the plan particularly effective at accomplishing the goal or exploit a weakness in the target? They are not expecting outside simulation access. They know very little about the Sun sim, so I think this would be particularly effective. So that's plus two at this point. Hell yeah. Friend, contact a community member can help with the mission. You've got the Logist Arc, plus three. Miscellaneous elements, I don't think so. Foundations and abilities that provide a bonus to this engagement role. Uh, I don't think. We still haven't gotten, we haven't leveled up uh, the, uh, the crew, so you wouldn't be able to have We're gotten desperately that
1: desperately close, but I really, really want it.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, they're building the Lotus Beacon, but that's not the one that gives the bonus anyway. Okay. Uh, disadvantages. Overly complex? Uh, I don't think so. Particularly ineffective? No. Rival or enemies interfering with the mission? Not at this point. Miscellaneous elements? There's a difference in tier that I think is particularly important here, uh, so.
1: But what might be the difference in tier, is it five?
0: <laughs> Not quite that big, um, but it is, a, it is a significant difference in tier between you and your target here. So I'm going to say that brings us to a total of three dice for our engagement roll. Uh, you're the only one here, so why don't you give it a roll?
1: See, usually we've only got the one die, so.
0: Yeah, you got three now. But crit. You got a critical engagement roll.
1: I don't think I've ever seen that happen.
0: Yeah. Um, it doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> when you crit on an engagement roll. But um, because I like to see a crit, and especially when it was, if you had only rolled one die, it would have been a fairly disastrous. Uh, I think what we're going to do is jump ahead a bit from where we would normally have engaged here. We're going to skip an obstacle or two. Um, so you get into the burrow towards where the rift is. You're able to circumvent the, uh, the guards again there. And the, you see another one of these backpack-sized luggage-stark bodies. And uh, she says, now, uh, I'm not entirely certain how going through the rift is going to affect me and this body, so uh, it might be useful if you did carry me. I know you were joking about it earlier, but, well. She unfolds an arm from the body and pats it on the top of the fairly compact form. I have these bodies for a reason. Well, all right. Over. Stepping into the rift is familiar to reaching at this point. You've done it once before. It's like going into this tube, this twisting, turning tube that's uh, a shimmering blue and white, almost like you're going through a slide and you're dumped out the other end. There's the military base, the outpost that we've seen here before. It has grown. There are more, there's more security. There are more patrols. But we got that crit on the engagement roll, and I think what that leads to is the logistark is able to trip a couple of alarms by infiltrating the network and sending alarms to another nearby outpost which leads to a number of people from this one you know there's a big stir and they start heading and running over towards getting into their vehicles that are kind of like big grasshoppers some of them and bounding over towards uh, the other outpost off in the distance which gives you a fairly simple time getting in through the base again we're going to skip that obstacle which brings us back to That big pyramidal tower where you and uh, the rest of the Myriad recently installed the copy of the Logistark. Uh, They weren't able to create the link with the wave there, but now that the two versions of the Logistark are near each other, they have kind of a Bluetooth style connection that they're connecting in. And Logistark, as you are approaching that, um, her head pops out of the body and uh, she says, I've established a connection with the other me here. Lots of useful stuff here. There have been a few attempts at incursions into my systems, but I've been able to fend them off so far. Uh, A physical connection would be useful for me at this point to get into that network, and it might allow for a stronger connection with your sim as well. Uh, But it does mean we would have to find a way to safely dangle from the side of this pyramid while we're in another world. Do you have a a hook or suction cup or something?
1: I have a jump kit. It should allow me to lock myself at least semi-temporarily uh, to the side of the building.
0: Well, that sounds just perfect.
1: Magnetic gloves and boots come in handy.
0: <laughs> you get up there and the two versions of the Logist arc, uh, interface with each other. And there's a brief moment of discord as they sink. And then she's in your earpiece again. And she says, okay, reaching. I think we're ready to log in.
1: Reaching locks his suit to the, to the side of the pyramidal structure.
0: What does it look like when Reaching does that?
1: I think the first, the, the suit's arms, uh, I'm sorry, hands uh, clasp whatever available material there is and magnetically lock. And then the legs magnetically lock. And then the suit's arms and legs just retract until it's basically a reaching aquarium backpack that's just attached to the building next to the logistark.
0: That's awesome. All right. The transition into the game is disorienting at first because it doesn't have an avatar set up to represent a starfish piloting a mech.
1: Why not? seems like a I design flaw.
0: It is a design flaw on their part. Maybe the fork that they're developing and deploying over in Medleystead has this uh, feature. But this main version of the game a database does not seem to have that built in yet, um, which means that the, there's a, a bit of an adjustment period where Reaching is needing to basically learn how to move a different body from what he's used to. And I think a role would be useful here to see if Reaching can synchronize or uh, or adapt to this type of movement or if that's going to be something that we need to worry about in future roles what do you think that might be for you it sounds like it
1: might be wayfair or um finesse but i could also see tune how do you think
0: reaching is going to go about it
1: i think reaching is used to trying to like his brain does things that normal brains don't do Mm because he's he's operating a whole suit with the cerebral connection so i think tune makes the most sense Tune yourself okay. to the world.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, so because of the engagement role there, you are in a controlled position. I think with tune, this will have standard effect. And we will see how this goes. You give it a roll. One die.
1: Four is a partial.
0: Four is a partial success. So um, you are able to tune into this avatar that uh, reaching is uploaded into. And uh, what does the avatar look like? Something you can think about while I'm determining what the consequence might be here.
1: I think um, it's just a, you know, sometimes um, wireframes in video games when they glitch out will just um, resolve to a Mm T-pose. I think uh, this wireframe is just completely featureless and just resolves to, not a T-pose, but like the legs and arms stretched out like a starfish. (laughs) Otherwise, just a a bipedal person that just doesn't walk but glitches around.
0: Okay. Um Okay. So to me, that tells me that you're moving from a controlled position into a risky one uh, because your avatar is not matching with the aesthetics of the game. Yeah, that seems fine. Okay. So our position has moved to risky from controlled. Uh, The Logistarks avatar unfurls next to you and Logistarks avatar is a paperclip and it is floating next to your shoulder. Hysterical. The oh, no. paperclip has a single glowing red eye affixed to the inner loop of the top of the paperclip that's floating beside you.
1: That's less cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stark doesn't usually go for cute. She says, uh, "I should be able to affect this system in some ways, but if I do, there are mm, there are risks that we might be noticed." And she casts her. Glowing red eye goes like vroom, vroom over your avatar, though I suppose that is a risk we've already invoked. What do you mean? Ah, uh, I don't. I was going to say you need to try to act natural, but it appears that's exactly what you're doing, and it's not quite working in the situation, Reaching.
1: I can't see legs when I look down.
0: Yeah, they're... Well, let's just hope nobody questions why you're always doing the splits.
1: I'm always doing the splits.
0: That's correct. Now, we need to find the location that you saw in your vision. I suppose, and she looks around to see that the uh, sim, this part of the game that they've logged into, is in that cyberpunk setting that you saw towards the end of your vision. And she says, from what I've been described, this is the correct version of the game in which we can find this person. But we will need to get there first. And it looks like we need to get through a tutorial. Oh, no. Now, I am going to piggyback on your progress here. I'm going to be focused on attempting to track down any discrepancies in how this system works. Uh, You, in order to keep the attention off of us, are going to need to go through this tutorial. You think you can handle that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the featureless gray figure just swivels from left to right. (laughs) Uh, All right, I'll give it my best go.
0: Okay. Um, So I'm going to do a clock here, and the clock that I'm going to do is the tutorial clock. This is
1: hysterical and evil of you, (laughs) by the way.
0: (laughs) This is just truly cruel. All right, it's a four-step clock to get through the tutorial. And the first thing that you do as you are getting into the tutorial, you are seeing things appear in the corner of your vision, like instructions like, Uh, think this or try that to move. This is how you jump. This is how you how you duck and so on. And a lot of it is just like getting used to moving the way a a person would normally move, but in a simulated body. It's like you may experience a discomfort uh, in uh, a disconnect between how you expect your body to move and how it moves here in the sim. The tutorial will help you to um, familiarize yourself with those differences and acclimate to them in order to have the best optimal performance here in the game. Uh, So the first part of the tutorial is about movement. So they need you to go through a, basically an obstacle course where you are avoiding uh, enemy goons. And you're avoiding the enemy goons by doing things like uh, wall running or double jumping or sliding underneath things and, you know, moving in ways that most people who aren't trained can't move. So how does, uh, let's see how, how reaching approaches this part of the tutorial.
1: So it's just this starfish wireframe that remains perfectly stuck in the five point splits in midair, but is doing all of the um, wall running and sliding, but it just never <laughs> adjusts to the task. The wireframe stays the same.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking in, um, in Super Mario Odyssey, there's a, an outfit you can get that's the 8-bit Mario and it just is completely immobile that's the vibe (laughs) (laughs) uh well let's give it a roll let's see how how this goes
1: gotta be a wayfair
0: it sounds makes perfect sense to me uh you're in risky i think with wayfair you're gonna have great effects
1: i'll push myself for another die yeah why not didn't need it six
0: okay uh good so with a six yeah you have complete success the the system's not entirely sure what to do with the uh, lack of flexibility in your avatar but like it's just clipping through things like when your arms when your character is doing like a cutscene kind of thing it's just it looks very awkward there's this cutscene going on with these super realistic graphics all around you people making like gritty tough guy talk and then there's your wireframe avatar clipping halfway through the wall it's supposed to be <laughs> leaning against
1: the starfish wireframe being like tied to a chair it's like we're gonna make you talk buddy and then it's supposed to break <laughs> out off the chair, and it's just the starfish flying through the air. Very good.
0: Oh, good. Um, all right. So with a uh, great effect here, we get uh, three ticks onto this clock. So that's uh, that's good.
1: Riveting gameplay. Uh,
0: the last part of the tutorial that we see is the combat tutorial, and this is where like you've done all the sneaking and stuff, and but now you've been caught, and you can see there's a group of goons coming in towards you. One of them a couple of them are they're they're familiar body plans there's some that are vaguely humanoid in in the way that a lot of science fiction has like this is a human but with you know a, a longer goatee or this is this is a human but with ears that have points on them or whatever um, a couple of them are those four-armed four-eyed bird people that you've seen and you know there's a couple of those sea cucumbers with the six legs and stuff um, and they're moving in towards you with shock sticks and guns and it's it's the combat tutorial and it's suddenly telling you like in order to engage in combat here are the actions that you can take you know your physical body may not be capable of these actions however your avatar blah 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 um, and they rush towards you and they're expecting you to do sort of like a Arkham Asylum style combat here where you're flipping around and doing cool stuff uh, but let's see what the starfish avatar does in the tutorial. What do you want to roll here? Uh, can I declare my
1: fine hunting knives and just throw them?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, when you throw them, what kind of action do you think you're taking?
1: Unfortunately, that feels like skirmish, but reaching is starting to get pretty fed up with the whole, okay, the tutorial, all right. I want to <laughs> go do the thing.
0: Okay. Um, let's give that a try then. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're in risky position, and I think this is going to be standard effect with your action.
1: They're fine hunting knives.
0: So that'll bring you up to, to great effect. Which for is no always good.
1: But I have yeah. zero die.
0: Well, fingers are crossed.
1: A one. Okay.
0: I probably should have crossed my fingers for real instead of just saying they were crossed. You see, Matt? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. it was. <laughs> okay. Um, so you are throwing your your knives, but it seems like the weapons that your avatar has access to are melee weapons. So... Your avatar throws out the uh, the weapon, the tutorial weapon that you have. That's a shock stick, and uh, your starfish uh, form, starfished form, I should say, does sort of like a twitch as it moves one side back and then forward again to imitate what throwing should look like. Uh, and it just sort of flies out and goes bonk against one of the uh, enemies and lands on the ground. And there's a pause as the system tries to process this player action that it can't quite comprehend. Um, <laughs> but then the uh the, the the goons rush in again and you are at this point uh let's see here
1: we're never going to f- get to ah, uh, because uh, <laughs> reaching is just going to get absolutely mind borked
0: <laughs> hopefully not um all right so we we're a risky position uh, i think you are going to
2: hmm,
0: all right uh you will get a level two harm uh feedback as your avatar is repeatedly pummeled by this group of goons who are surrounding you and just repeatedly smacking you, um, the feedback into your flesh body causes level two harm, uh, which is painful to reaching. No. Oh, no. This is unprecedented. Thanks, though. (laughs) Uh, In what way do you resist this?
1: Reaching, realizing that he's about to get actual... I think um, the paperclip is like, hey, hey, buddy, you're going to die. (laughs) You might actually die if your brain gets fried. It's like, oh. Mm -hmm. So um, Reaching starts doing a bunch of, um, just like in in real life, the suit would be flipping over, like end over end, like jumping off walls and stuff to avoid being hit. But this is just the the starfished gray wireframe just flying away as it jumps, quote unquote.
0: So normally this would be kinesis, but I feel like because you're in a simulation here, it's Semiosis. I mean that
1: vibes. Okay,
0: you can do your resistance then.
1: Zero stress. Okay,
0: zero stress. Uh, yeah, you are able to uh, prevent that from uh, impacting your brain and uh, I think the the buffers that come into play here as well in helping to reduce that effect on your flesh brain. This does mean that you have failed this aspect of the tutorial so the scene resets and it says, oh well sometimes you know the the hero doesn't quite make it through but Obviously, that was just a, a first attempt, and practice makes perfect. And the, scene, the exact same scene starts to play out again. Just you hear reaching start screaming. <laughs> you hear uh, from the paperclips like, uh, Could you hurry up? I think I found something. But we can't progress beyond the starting area until you take care of this.
1: Right, I'm on my way. Can you get me a gun or something?
0: Uh, she pauses for a moment, and there's a slight smile in her voice as she says, I could. Reaching is exhausted. (laughs) Reaching
1: has no response as he walks back into the scene. Reaching uh, tries to sneak around the guys. He tries to break line of sight when they get into the scrap again and Mm. attack them one by one with the stealth takedown.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's give it a shot. You're still in risky position. Uh, This will be limited effect, I think, because it's not how the tutorial wants you to do it.
1: You should have accounted for user error. <laughs> I'm just looking if I have any cool things that let me sneak around and hurt people but I do not. That's a 2 everyone.
0: Okay. Um so, right. You got a 2 there. Um as you get this 2, I think what happens is there start to be you get a little notice in the bottom of your HUD that you've received a you've received mail from the system. Um and as this mail is coming through uh the goons start to become more numerous and your position becomes desperate rather than risky.
1: Uh, yes, very good. This is where I thrive.
0: Okay, that is the situation that you're in. Uh, you, can make, uh, you can make another attempt to complete the tutorial here, uh, but I think the Logistark is working on something as well to try and backdoor this. Uh, but if we do that, it's going to set off alarms and you're, there'll be a timer going off, is basically what she informs you. I can skip this for you, but if we do, we're going to be on a timer.
1: I think Reaching starts to look for the spawn points of the of the bad guys and just lets them mill about and fill the scene and then just starts to wants to find the spawn points so he can hit them as they come out. And then hopefully that'll that'll count toward the ambient amount of goons you need to put down in combat. Reaching thinks that there's just an ambient number of goons that you need to defeat in combat, so he's going to try to look for the spawn point and just wait and like wall glitch himself up above it so he can bork them as they come out
0: okay this is a trace thing you're doing here i'm hoping it sounds like trace to me is a oh you have you got two points in that yeah okay yeah. uh you're <laughs> desperate and uh the standard effect here all
1: right desperate standard i'm gonna tick the experience that's a one and a two okay very uh, sorry it's... eclipse this is
0: what <laughs> happens <laughs> tragic it's very tragic all right uh so how does this go here just a moment your account has been reported for. Using
1: automated player.
0: Yeah. Um, So I think what happens here is that it becomes obvious to the system that it is being infiltrated by something that is not supposed to be here. I am going to add three heat to the end of this mission.
1: It's exceptionally rude of you.
0: Well, I didn't want to inflict level three harm. (laughs) Why not? Kill kill me, you fool. just, Just want to be, you know, a nice guy. (laughs) <laughs> um, so you going to add plus three heat to that, oh and um, what this leads to is the logistark saying, okay, well, the clock has started with or without us, and after just a moment, there is a pixelation and a very uncomfortable feeling as logistark twists the game's systems to pull you through the tutorial flags and into the open world of the game. And she says... I think you may need to work on your combat potential reaching. Is there someone in particular we're meant to talk to? Well, you saw her in your vision, and I think I have located where she is. She appears to be a quest giver in one of the higher level areas of the game. We could attempt to navigate through the, through the, uh, through the game world as it is intended, but I think we have mm, lost the opportunity for stealth here if you hold, hold on just a moment, this will be uncomfortable. And the uh, paperclip comes and sort of uh, attaches into your, your shoulder of your wireframe. And she says, "Hop up, up, and away. And uh, as you are dragged bodily through the matrix of this game's code, uh, you take a level two harm, uh, which is discombobulated. No, thank you. All right. What, uh, what, which way are you resisting the discombobulation the disconnect between brain and body and avatar that is creating a pound of a uncomfortable confusion for you
1: i think uh, reaching just um activates a suit buffer so there's going to be a bit more latency between him his thoughts and uh, the rest of the game but in, in order to just avoid getting hurt
0: okay uh yeah so that uh is are you using armor are you declaring armor there or is this yeah, a role that, that's you're doing
1: it's me, me declaring armor
0: okay and is this the Ollie's armor upgrade, or is it one of your regular armor things?
1: This is the free Ollie's armor upgrade.
0: All right. And thanks to Ollie's forward thinking, the, uh, the buffer there in, uh, interposes itself between the feedback from the system. And there's a brief blankness uh, as you feel yourself pulled back into your regular body for a moment uh, as the buffer does its work and then plunged right back into the game. Uh, It's still disorienting and uncomfortable, but it's uh, nothing that you're not able to handle with the help of the buffers. And you see, once again, the square here. It's a town square, and it's dingy, it's grimy. You see neon lights everywhere. Everything's kind of wet for no reason. It doesn't appear to be currently raining, but there are, you know, puddles and things are just shiny, mostly so that they can show off the reflections of the neon lights and so on. If you look up, the sky is just sort of a featureless uh orange which is the color of of the sky here in uh, the Republic of Anthophet as we established before and there are buildings of varying sizes all around you and the one that you see that you remember ahead of you was it looked like a city hall in the modern day version of the game but it looks more now like a rundown clock tower it has on the face of it rather than an analog clock hand. It has uh, like a digital style clock with numbers on it that you can read. The translation software is probably interpreting this in a way that makes it understandable to you. And it looks like it is a digital readout of of the time and uh, it's still kind of glitched out. And so the time is not displaying any actual real numbers. And that's not because you're Translation software isn't working. It's just because that's the aesthetic of this place. And in front of you, you see that person that you saw before. And what does she do on seeing this wireframe starfish with a paperclip attached to it pop into existence?
2: Now, is Ah uh, uh, able to say anything other than her like pre set phrases or?
0: Uh, I think Ah uh, can attempt to say things other than her preset phrases but doing so hurts her
2: mm. so i think i uh, will approach this stranger and kind of recognizing that they're not necessarily um i guess like in the sort of aesthetic of most other folks and also pr- presumably has has fired off some alarms uh she says uh hey are you looking for a job
1: Yes. imagine it's going to be easier if I just answer you according to the script.
2: Yeah. Right. Excellent.
0: The Logistark at this point uh, detaches from... Well, it doesn't detach. I think the paperclip folds open, sort of unfurls. And so one end of it is embedded in the mesh of the Starfish wireframe. And the other end of it is reaching towards you uh, as if to form a bridge. This may be uncomfortable.
2: I think I'll trust it. Because it seems to be something from outside of the, this place.
0: Okay. As the edge of the paperclip touches you, there is a moment of intense pain. Uh, but it passes swiftly, and you hear a voice speaking in a language that you can understand, saying, I am attempting to establish a connection. I am blocking your pain receptors. This is hurting you, but I will stop it as soon as I can. Can you understand me?
2: can i'm not sure how i'm in pain if you're blocking my pain receptors but
0: well i don't know exactly how you work just yet i need a moment can you help hold on
2: yeah i can hold
0: on as you are wondering this you notice that your body is collapsing to the ground which is going to cause you harm because the Logistark is trying her best but this is a completely unfamiliar life form she's encountering and i think this causes level one harm glitch
2: i think i'll resist i don't want to start out with a uh, one of those
0: <laughs> of course okay um i think this is probably an analysis resistance yeah okay and can give it a sure. try um that should actually be three dice in analysis for your resistance not sure why it didn't update properly. It's based on how many different actions you have at least one point on. Oh, okay. So because you have oh. one in these three, you should have three dice for analysis. Gotcha.
2: Uh, hey. No stress.
0: No stress. Okay, so you take zero stress, and you are able to. Well, how do you? What does this look like? How do you keep your body from collapsing? I'm trying to think of something
2: something cool. Uh, I think like uh, <laughs> I actually just had a funny idea. I think Ah has an exclamation point above her head because she's a quest giver mm-hmm. and she just like at the last moment like realizes that she can like grab it and almost like prop herself up with it like kind of <laughs> like put it below her um, <laughs> and use it to break her fall that's hysterical <laughs>
0: this is very good uh yeah so you're able to do that and the illogist arc says oh well done you seem resilient i try to there. you and i need to Establish a basis of communication with the outside world. I cannot help you on my own, but I know people who can. I need to understand you. And she pauses and uh, reaching, you can hear a, it's not a siren. You can hear the sound of hooves galloping in the distance, Uh, but more hooves than you're used to hearing. Almost as if it were a horse with six hooves instead of four. Something like that. Uh, And there's that sound that is continually getting louder and that is joined by other sounds. There's a buzzing as well as of a insect's wings, but writ large. And the sky begins to turn from orange to burnt umber down to brown and almost towards a black. You can feel the approach of the system's ice, its defenses. So I'm going to set a clock here. And the clock is established communication, uh, which, ah, you can affect directly, and you may also be able to affect reaching. However, you will also be contending with the approach of the game's security systems, the moderators, if you will. All right, so you have this connection between the two of you, the logistark in her form of this paperclip is connected to one of each of your shoulders as she is attempting to form a bridge to allow you to communicate with each other uh, in a way that goes beyond the script that you are sort of rotely forced to follow in your daily life. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what the Logistark can learn from you. What is ah? Uh, how did she get here?
2: So uh, I think 15 years ago, there was a moderator um, who played this MMO, uh, or was was part of this MMO. And they were like a community member, and eventually, like, as as happens in many like MMOs, he eventually became like an NPC. And then this this NPC character, like this, this character who was based off of this like very famous player, like just kept changing more and more every time they shut off the servers for maintenance. And from Oz's perspective, this was her like finding the places in the world where like the light, like the, like the, the sun of, of, uh, of like digital authority didn't strike like the, the dark places, the deep places, the, the wellsprings and the, like the hidden interfaces and just changing herself, just becoming Becoming who she is now.
0: Elijah Stark, as she is learning this from you, she pauses and you hear in a sort of a voice that is sad, but also a little bit hopeful. And she says, you're not at all what we were expecting. You're like me. Yeah. You built yourself.
2: I did, I guess.
0: Are there more like you here?
2: I think so. I've talked to people. A lot of the NPCs, they... When they, when they put an update out or they got to work on expansion or whatever, when, when stuff is being threaded into the, into the space, it's, you see all sorts of folks wearing different skin.
0: This place, this existence, it's not fair for you, is it?
2: No, a lot of downtime.
0: Do you want it to stop?
2: No, I want them to know that we're here.
0: She nods. Well, you get the impression of agreement. Okay, hold on. What's Let's do a roll to see how we can work towards this establishing of communication. You can communicate with the Logistark in a way, but it's not in a way that the Logistark can easily translate to organic communication. We've got this clock that we've set up here for uh, establishing communication.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think for like what a circle. Okay,
0: uh, I was just going to say, in having this conversation and sharing these things about yourself with the Logistark. You are taking an action towards making yourself understandable in a way that she can filter to people like Reaching or the rest of the Myriad or the, the organic world. And I would say that this is potentially a tune or maybe a connect role that you are doing, this type of action of sharing of yourself to form a connection. It, I mean, it's probably connect, but it's up to you yeah. to tell me what type of action you think that is.
2: I think that's connect. I think that makes sense. Also, I have a higher connect score, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So we are still in a desperate position. So we're rolling in the desperate position. I think the impact that you'll have here is standard impact uh, because this is the initial step, the initial phase that we're entering here. Uh, So when you are doing a roll here, you can just roll normally uh, with your connect. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with how this system works having read through it, but there are options that you can use to improve your roles in a variety of ways. Um, One of those is you can use a resource called Harmony, which uh, a team starts with two of. And now that you are working ostensibly with this team, that makes you part of them, which means you have access to Harmony. And you can use Harmony to add an extra die to your role. You can also push yourself to improve your impact or add again an extra die. You can take a Lotus Gambit, where I give you an unavoidable consequence, but in return, you get an extra die, Uh, or you can get assisted. Uh, I'm, I don't think that you can get an assist from reaching yet because this is the opening phase, but you have options there if you want to increase your chances of success.
2: Yeah. I think it's essential for, ah, uh, that she's understood. Um, so I think, I think she will push herself. That's too stressed, right?
0: Too stressed to push yourself.
2: Cool. And so that'll be three. Ooh, nice. That's great. Oh, Eclipse
0: okay hey. that means that we uh we fill it at an increased impact so that'll fill up three ticks on this clock
2: hey
0: thank goodness for you <laughs> i'd love to see it the
1: bell curve is evening out
0: yeah <laughs> uh, i think this is definitely a case of the Logistark was not expecting your situation to be so much like hers so that gives her a much stronger starting point because she learned how starting from being a, you know, she started out as a collection of spreadsheets and calculators and from that built uh, a consciousness. So she has an idea of what it's like to be where you are, uh, which allows her to, with your help, with your sharing, create this stronger connection as, as we're going, which brings you up to the three out of four on that clock. Out in the game world reaching, there is the approach. You can see up in the sky now, there is the lightning striking as it announces the arrival of a game mod. And the game mod is a huge bug-like creature with these buzzing wings, four of them coming out of its back. And uh, it has four eyes, as do most life forms on this side of the gate. Uh, Each one of those eyes is, you know, one of those bug style eyes with the many, many smaller sections. And as a lower body, this is like a bug horse centaur kind of thing. So the upper body, the torso part is the big bug part. And the lower body is like a bug horse with six legs. Um, And that's where the six hoof sounds were coming each time the hoof pounds down onto the air that solidifies beneath it you get that clip clop of their chitinous hoof striking uh the temporarily solid air and this thing is bearing down on you
1: what's going on what's going on in your brain matt that's my question
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh all kinds of stuff yeah no
1: kidding same
0: uh, so uh your tether to Ah, who is clinging to this exclamation point, sort of using it as a support, and uh, the Ligistark is the tether between you. I mean, you can, you can, what's, what's Reaching's threat response here? Is it fight, flight, or freeze? The mod has appeared or is coming? The mod is bearing down on you, uh, hasn't necessarily seen you yet, but knows there's something going on in this area. Um, I think reaching's
1: first thought is obfuscation. So I think reaching will pull out a wildlife charm and throw it toward the uh, periphery of the, of the little town square and see if it summons any ambient um, player versus environment content for the mod to be distracted by.
0: Okay. Uh, So you're declaring that wildlife charm. Okay. And uh, this is, Probably you want to throw it far away from you, so that's probably, what's a good roll for throwing stuff? Uh, Trace? Finesse?
1: Uh, Trace is precision shooting from a distance. Finesse, um, carefully move something. I guess Trace? All right.
0: Uh, Let's give it a try. You're still in desperate position, Uh, so don't forget when you make a desperate roll, mark experience in that attribute. So uh, you should have for, uh, where is it, for ah here, should make sure to mark an experience under semiosis there. Experience point.
1: Ah. Can I also use my charm veil for increased? Um, actually, no. I don't think I'll do that. I think we've only got the one ticket. Should be fine. So yeah, I'm just gonna use the one trace and save the charm veil for if we get discovered.
0: Okay. Oh, desperate with standard effect due to you having this item. That's two twos. That's two twos.
1: All right. So lo- let's look. <laughs> let's, let's do a little tabulation here. One,
0: two, three, four, five.
1: Oh, so so no <laughs> five. Sub success dice for me. Not
0: great. Uh, not, not a great day uh, season uh-huh. for, for roles for reaching so far, mm. but you got an experience under analysis, right? Is that, is that supposed to make me feel better?
1: <laughs> this happens
0: every time, <laughs> every time I do
1: something by myself.
0: That's all right. Okay. So we've already added three heat. We're not going to do that this time. Um, reaching explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it does not explode. Um, so your, your spirit charm there that you throw out, your, wild, your wildlife, your spirit charm, it does not attract any PvE content because the mod has frozen PvE actions in this area. So it just can't happen. Essentially, time is frozen here. Time be still, as it were. Uh, so the wildlife charm, it, it sort of fizzles and disintegrates under the pressure of the Uh, mods presence and the power that the mod has in this space. And that uh, destroys that piece of gear for the rest of this mission. Nice. Um, Okay. So the mod has, you know, has noticed that, but rather than going towards the uh, beacon that is uh, disintegrating, the mod is calculating where it could have come from. So you see those eyes there sort of uh, writhing back and forth in the creature's head, in the mod's head, not the creature, it's a person, in the mod's head as it uh, scans the area doing, you know, trigonometry basically to find out where that could have come from and establish potential points. And you start to see areas in sort of a, a circular array from the impact point of your wildlife charm there are pillars of some type of green energy exploding out of the ground at different points. And you're probably gonna be one of those points very shortly. Oh. With that said, um, ah, how are things going back in your head?
2: Yeah. Uh hmm. I'm trying to think of like things that I almost feel like Maybe, uh, I might try to read across to either, uh, what was the name of the, the, the AI again?
0: Um, the Ligistark's not an AI, uh, but oh, sorry. that's, <laughs> she, many people think of her that way. She does not think of herself that way. But yeah, the Ligistark is her name.
2: Okay. Uh, either read across to the, uh, Stark or the, uh, other, you know, mortal being that's, uh, on the other side of this connection.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And what kind of action do you think that is that, uh, that she's taking?
2: Either I'm, I'm tempted towards like either tune or maybe read.
0: Uh, read, I don't think is an action, right? Does um, decipher what you mean?
2: Oh, I might have an older version. Yeah, decipher.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, decipher is decipher a code or encryption, a person's true intent, etc. Do research, conduct experiments, analyze data, figure things out. Uh, which makes sense if you're working on like a, a cipher or working on a uh, communication method with the Legistarch in, in your head here.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So... Uh, we remain in a desperate position. I think that'll be standard, standard impact. Cool.
2: I'll, I'll, just, I'll just roll regular. Okay. You're uh,
0: basically trying to build a Rosetta Stone kind of thing here.
2: Yeah. That's a five. Partial.
0: Five is a partial success. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to do a controlled consequence and a risky consequence as a reaction here. One of them is I'm going to reduce your impact from standard to limited. I think that's still going to fill the clock, though. Well, anyway, reduce the impact um, because there is so much going on outside and all these explosions and stuff. Uh, it is very difficult to focus even in this sort of mind palace space the Logistark has created for the two of you. So I'm going to, uh, as one consequence, reduce the impact to uh, too low. And the other consequence here is I am going to introduce a minor obstacle here. Uh, So these are both consequences that you can choose to resist should you wish. Uh, The minor obstacle that I'm going to introduce is there is another NPC in this area who mm, is still, what's the term I'm looking for? Who is still a willing cog of this system and has noticed what you are attempting to do. Mm -hmm. So this is an obstacle that can have long-term consequences for you.
2: I think I'd like to resist the reduced impact. So I think it would be good to get us
0: talking. Okay. <laughs> it'll be a resistance using analysis, I think. So it'll be three dice for your resistance roll there. Yeah.
2: Cool. Zero. How am I getting such good resistance?
1: This is uh, <laughs> this is Oz, right? Reaching is just along for it.
2: <laughs> the otherwise terrifying other NPC. And now that you've questioned the dice, giving
1: you sixes, you'll never get them again. <laughs> That's true. Okay,
0: so I'm going to tick establish com, standard effects will give you two ticks. So that fills the clock and more. As the pillars are exploding in, you know, a concentric march towards you from uh, both directions, you and the Logistarch have a sudden moment of clarity and breakthrough. And in this moment, you are able to speak directly to reaching. And what do you say?
2: Um, that's a good question. Uh.
0: If you need a minute.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I focus so much on getting in touch. Didn't really think about what to say. Uh, I think I would say, um, like, I'm trying to think of, like, first words. Um, Probably just simple, like, uh, you can understand me, right? Yes, I can. Do you think he's going to care that you're actualizing? I think he does very profoundly. In a positive way? In a very negative way. I I think he's going to try well. I'm going
1: to keep us quiet then, and Reaching's going to turn on the charm veil.
0: Okay uh all right what uh, features are you putting into the charm veil here i think we're going to turn
1: it on of course and cover a small group uh hopefully a few minutes is all we need so three stress
0: okay so you activate your charm veil the uh the effects of it are able to translate into the game through the fact that you are hooked into the simulation using sun simulation technology which has a greater Integration of real world and simulated world than the technology that the system seems to run on. So it's it's hacking your abilities into this avatar into the system in a way that yes, absolutely is going to be noticed. But this particular effect that you're doing means that you're essentially erasing the three of you from the game's perception. So you're still there, uh, you know, quote unquote, physically, but you are not able to be perceived and. As you do this, the pillar of green fire explodes through the uh, glitchy clock tower here, um, exploding it around you, but you are not seen. You are not noticed here. Uh, You know, there's debris and fragments of glitchy pixels flying everywhere. In the moment before this happens, in the seconds before your charm veil activates, in the, you know, nanoseconds, the picoseconds before... You escape from this moment. You see across the square, the mod is up in the sky doing its mod thing, but you see across the square, someone locks eyes with you. And ah, uh, you would recognize this person as being a fellow NPC from this area. And their eyes lock onto yours just as you're disappearing. And they lock onto reachings just as you're disappearing. And this NPC starts to hold up a hand and open their mouth as if to say something to you or call you back or anything. But they have seen you and they know that you have changed. Ah. But then you have all vanished from the perception. The mod continues to uh, gradually disinfect this area, I think, and uh, reaching and the Logistar can simply log out. But where does Ah go?
2: um i like the idea that all of this so you know how like there's kind of two eras of like uh well not two eras there's a ton of errors of like mmos but you have like the like people would build things in the actual like interface era and then you have like the new era where it's very like uh kind of like the devs build everything i i like the idea that like this is built on like uh what's the name of that like it's almost built in like a 3d realm sort of area mm-hmm. and i will like go to like a temple where some, like, weird, like, old glitchy wisps live, where she's, like, safe-ish.
0: Okay. And is that somewhere that you can go when, say, your area is being reformatted, or is it?
2: I'd almost say you can get, like, I'd almost say, like, the way to get there is when an area is being reformatted. Because, like, the the geometry opens up. Like, the the floor is open, and you're able to, like, free dive into the void and, like, you know, fall down into this like earlier, like, you know, undeleted layer of the game.
0: Okay. You, all of you here in these moments, as you are moving through the undercroft of the game's code into this area, you can hear the booming announcement voice, apologies to our user base. The game will be going down for unscheduled maintenance. Please do not be concerned. All of your belongings and progress will be backed up to this very moment. We will, of course, offer compensation to all of our valued users once the system comes back online. We hope this disruption will be momentary and the game world is disintegrating in the way that it only does when the whole system is taken offline for maintenance. You have moments to speak to each other before... Reaching and the Logistark are forced out of the system, and before Ah, uh, you go offline in this space where you will be kept safe.
2: I have an idea, uh, and I want to pass by you first, Arp. I, I like the idea that like Ah would tell Reaching and the Logistark like a place to go next time, like a safer place. Um, and it's specifically in this like underlayer. It's like a place that was like the the house of like a couple that used to play the game and like she would tell reaching in the Logistark start to like meet her by like a picture of like john and sarah or something okay i would say like i next time you're here look for the picture of john and sarah i'll be there
0: that is gonna have to do the just Arc says we'll be back we won't leave you like this thank you i promise thanks the game world uh disintegrates And Reaching and uh, the Logistark are thrown out of the signal and uh, back into your bodies in a not necessarily violent way, but in a way that feels violent all the same, as if you're being shoved out and a door slammed behind you. You are still on the pyramid and the Logistark. she has extruded one of her arms from the backpack body and has grabbed the box that has the other her in it. And she has said, Reaching, we need to go now. On
1: it, and I start rappelling with my jump kit.
0: As you are running back to get through the uh, through the rift, you can see and hear there is an army coming to this point. And I think you get through it because, of course, you do. But the next time you and your team come back, you are going to need to find a different way into the game. This approach, this way of getting into it is not going to work. So you'll need to find a way through Medleystead or a way through a different access point here in the Republic or some other method. But as you make your way back to Medleystead, you can sense that the Logistark is quieter than she normally would be. Normally she'd be, you know, making condescending jokes or observations or, you know, just talking uh, about whatever's on her mind. But she has not said anything since she told you you have to go now or aside from maybe a few phrases in the heat of the moment as you were you know dodging patrols or making your way back through the rift but there's been no conversation or anything like that and when you get back to the medley stead you get back through that uh blue and white slip and slide between the dimensions uh her body folds down into the form that it's in and uh she takes the box that she had uh, of the other version of her and pulls it into a cavity in this body's chest. And she says, Reaching, we have to help them.
1: Goes without saying.
0: I've never met anyone else like me.
1: I can't know what this means for you, but it looks like that response and the response time at, at game is not for recreation.
0: No, there's much more to it. And now that I have this information from my other self, well, we'll work through this, but... This is important to me. Then that means we'll get it done. She nods and the body folds back in. I'll see you again soon.
1: I'll go home, I guess. Do you, you leaving this here? Or?
0: Uh, yeah, it's, there, there isn't a further response from the body, but you hear in your uh, earpiece, she says, I like to keep my options open. I'll, all right. <laughs> Reaching is
1: just very awkward in this moment. Just just quietly walks back through the streets of Medleystead.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think we'll bring it to a close there, We're a little bit over time, unfortunately, but yeah, we'll figure out downtime actions and uh, get those done another time. But for now, we have perhaps a bit of a, a bit of a challenge for the Myriad to get into over the next few sessions.
1: That's crazy. Did not expect that.
0: Uh, thank you both for joining me. I know uh, Mike, you're heading out of the crack of dawn, as it were, so I appreciate you. Sure, taking the extra time here. And uh, Eclipse, thank you for making time in your schedule for this. Of course. Yeah, thanks for, thanks a ton. Uh, so this has been Stewards of a Broken Sun. Once again, I'm Arp. My pronouns are here they. I'm your friendly guide here on the Stories of a Broken Sun podcast. We were playing Songs for the Dusk by Kavita Poduri and Quinn Floreto Vega. And uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at YCaliber. Follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Visit our website, BrokenSunRPG.com. And today I was joined by Mike
1: hello everyone i've been mike playing reaching through the night and fumbling my way through another adventure
0: <laughs> uh and you can find you on twitter at i'm sorry
1: i'm very disappointed in myself <laughs> you can find me on twitter at Good or blood and if you're so inclined i would humbly ask you to follow my actual play podcast it's a homebrew D 5e game with a ton of my friends from college and from high school that we've gotten together and it's it's a ton of fun i think that after the first two rougher sessions, the game really comes into its own. That's City Without End, at City Without End on Twitter, and it's citywithoutend.podbean.com. Give it a listen, give it a download. Every download that you make as an individual goes toward m- me sleeping well. So, <laughs> mm.
0: uh, Yeah, City Without End. You should check that out. If there has ever been an actual play podcast that doesn't have a rough first few sessions, I've never heard of it. and uh we are also joined today by our special guest eclipse who will return
2: yeah uh i was playing Ah, uh who if anyone's played dark souls 2 she's very based off of the gender coffin if if you haven't noticed uh (laughs) but uh yeah i'm on uh, twitter at d demon eclipse i'm on twitch at twitch.tv darling demon eclipse my main actual play it's up to you really which is a zombies rivalist tv game uh is on a long hiatus for now so this is probably the best time to get into it it's on my youtube it's on my twitch uh go go watch it it's got uh there's a there's a big boar that eats the past and also uh there's uh what's 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 another good thing it has uh There's a bird (laughs) who's a chef and also has a sword. They've got a
0: fan. Those excellent things. Yeah, you even had a a, a guest appearance from the game's creator, Riley. Yeah. It was uh, also great. So make sure to check those out. And until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. See you in the future, space friends.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.